The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. On our Big 11 debate today, we are asking, should the Irish language remain compulsory in our secondary schools? Uh, what could boost uptake and fluency? What are we doing wrong? Well, I'm joined by the Ard Rooney of Conal de Gaelga, Julian Despoin, and Irish and Penacolumst Ian O'Darty. Uh, good morning and welcome. Um, Ian, first of all, um, you've been talking about this for a long time. Your mind has not been changed by the success of the Gael Scullina, I presume? No. Um, this is a principle that's very close to my heart, that um, it's human nature. If you want to make a kid hate something, make it compulsory. It's as simple. And I have to say, now, the older I've got, I've softened my cough when it comes to the Irish language. I'm, I'm, I'm not as bitter and resentful towards it <laughs> as I was for a long time. I mean, to put things into perspective, I didn't bother going in for the second paper in the Leaving Cert for Irish. And for the first paper, I just wrote, I hate Irish and waited for half an hour and then left. Um, I had a real problem with it because to me, Irish was intertwined with the Catholic Church and the GAA. And they were institutions that I wanted to have nothing to do with. I had no interest. And Irish was the way Irish was taught to me in school was that it was something to be afraid of, not something to be cherished. And I remember even when we were doing PEG, the teacher at the time, he said, look, lads, we have to do this. It's on the curriculum, but feel sorry for me. You only have to read it once. I have to read it every year. <laughs> um, so um, it wasn't, you know, the, 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 there was no sense of inculcating a love of the language. So how have uh, you softened? In what way? T.G. Cahar. To be perfectly And, and again, yeah. that was something that I was against at the time. And you might remember it was Michael D. Higgins. He was Minister for Communications mm-hmm. when he brought it in. And so, what is I it just, about TG Car? What do you watch on TG Car? Well, they they did things like import, imported American dramas like Oz, for example, um, which is my favourite TV show of all time. And Ross Naroon, when it started, was by far the best soap. And then there's on Klondike and Golovny Rossi. And what they've managed to do is something that was never achieved when I was in school was that they made Irish a vibrant, kind of sexy language again. You know what I mean? Very good-looking present, female presenters on TG Carr. Then, you know, if the housewife's choice, Dahi O'Shea, who likes to, gets the coupe of fuckle out. And I get on great with Dahi. And so I don't have the same really burning resentment that a lot of my generation and a lot of previous mm. generations would have had when it comes okay, to Irish. But as far as you're concerned, uh, Dahi and the Kalini Jassa are the people who could save the language. Well, yeah, they'll, they'll do a hell of a lot. They'll do a hell of a lot more than Peg ever did. You know? um, but but getting back to the nub of the thing, uh, as an exam subject that people uh, must uh, pursue, unless they have an exemption and there are multiple exemptions, you think that should go? Absolutely. And the thing about it is, I'm not even comfortable with the exemption thing. It's a very, it's a very Irish solution to an Irish problem. It's just like, you know, know, give us an excuse and we let you off. Um, The only things that should be compulsory are English and maths because they're life skills. And if people want to learn Irish, well, then absolutely go and let them, you know, or or the Gael Scullin and stuff like that. But if you want to create another generation that has absolutely no interest in the language, make it compulsory. If you want to make a kid hate something, force them to do it. Yeah. Uh, And there are people who say, I hate maths. You never hear people, though, say that I hate English. 
No. And the thing is, I, I, I was no good at maths, but we need maths during the, you know, in our life. That's All right, the Julian, the case for keeping Irish uh, on the curriculum and insisting that people with or without the exemptions do it. Well, I suppose the first thing I'd say is that young people are very supportive of the language and a lot more supportive. And we, we all had bad experiences. Um, I had very bad experience in primary school learning the language. But yeah, when I had a chance to use the language, I got to love the language. And I think young people very much are get, seeing it more of TG Cahar, Gwelskun, whatever it is. Um, I think as the world has become smaller, um, you know, because of travel, internet, I think people are looking what helps to ident- de- identify themselves as Irish. But isn't I'm it fair saying, to say that, that, that from your point of view, from uh, as someone who'd like to see the language more widely spoken, we've been cursed by the fact that we speak English so well? Yeah, I mean, we do have the world dominant language that, you know, yeah. that Irish is contending with in young people's lives or in people who are learning the language's lives. But that said, you know, young people are very into the language and very supportive of the language. And any of those of the surveys that have been done amongst young people have said they want to actually keep Irish as a compulsory subject for leaving search. Vast majority of them do. But what is interesting to do is see with the people who didn't want to keep it as <coughs> compulsory, what they actually, why they said that. And they said, you know, that it was a hard, a hard subject. And mm. it is a hard subject. Learning the language is hard. There's no two ways about it. So then you go to the other side of things. If it wasn't to be compulsory and it was a hard subject, you're going to have less people who would choose it because the leaving system... Why do you say system, Irish is a hard subject? Because in, in comparison to doing something like, say, <coughs> home economics, which a lot I know, of people... But I mean, at, let's stick with languages. But, I mean, but, is it harder than German? I probably no, think not. No, it's not. It's, it's not harder than the other languages to learn. It's harder than maybe other subjects that you could p- choose if you were to choose. And then if you go down that road as well, of course, you know, that subjects would be on the same time in the school timetable as well. So certain students who want to do medicine, for example, may not be able to do Irish because at the same time as biology. So if you go down that route of making a choice, um, less and less students will actually be able to do it and less less and less students will choose it because it is a hard Okay, so you're you're saying that people wouldn't choose it therefore we have to make it as Ian was saying make it compulsory and get people to hate it but you keep it because they wouldn't do it if it wasn't compulsory but I see the thing is I would disagree that the students hate the language coming out of the schools at the moment going by whatever um, research and and, uh, has been looking into this saying the students actually like the language enjoy the language want to use the language more but don't get that opportunity to do it and if you actually see young people now in third level colleges for example some of the biggest societies are the Irish language society something that's completely different from when I was in college you know 30 years ago so you know I think young people are enjoying the language but what we need to do and this is something that I think is amazing to me and we're pushing this with government for a number of years but especially over the last three or four years we've never had a joined up um, comprehensive approach to teaching Irish from preschool the whole way to third level. And what we're suggesting is that, that we should have that, but we should base it on the European Common Framework of Reference to Language. And basically what that is, it means it zones in on your skills. So, for example, you could be, um, they started A1 being the lowest level, you could be at B2, so a very good speaker of the language, you can communicate with somebody in your spoken Irish, but you might only be at A2 in your written language. So you can identify yeah. the difference between but the two. If, if I go to France, I'm not going to write a letter to somebody. I'm going to try and chat to them. Yeah. Where's the station? Where's the swimming pool? Yeah. That's all I kind of need for, you know, maybe I can watch a news bulletin in French and understand it as I can watching a news bulletin in Irish. But you don't have to write a classical essay mm. in that subject to be uh, usefully competent. 
Yeah, so that's what we're saying. If you change the system, you can actually bring in that system that, that, we're ta- that I'm talking about. You would actually help to address the students who have the exemption issue, for example. Whereas you've talked to some experts, Paul Ever and Shalvo in DC, for example, say 2 to 3% of students would actually need the exemption. But the other students, their, their, their needs are just not being catered I, for. I've just uh, always been wondering about how people can continue to do French or mm. Spanish uh, while they're saying that because of their dyslexia or whatever, uh, real or imagined, they can't do Irish, Ian. Yeah. Well, I think it's a good point about putting more emphasis on the conversational element. Um, because as you quite rightly point out, people aren't going to be sitting down to be writing long essays off scale. Um, so they might be a bit more inclined to pick it up. Um, and we pick we pick up language by listening. Not yeah. by reading, you know. So, like, again, and I'm going back to just on my own experience. Um, apart from the Irish oral exam for the leaving, uh, there was no emphasis placed whatsoever on sort of conversational Irish. So it was just something that was very mm. sterile in black and white on the pages of a book. Um, so... I do think. But it's also uh, the the way the oral is done. I mean, people practice for the oral, which to me is quite bizarre. You know, that kind of stuff. And they learn it off by heart. They anticipate the questions. If any left of field question was thrown at them, uh, they'd be flummoxed. Well, I think anybody was doing pass Irish. Uh, the the oral was really sort of Irish for dummies, um, and the teachers they tell you exactly what to expect. Whereas I think the kids who are doing honor, honors Irish probably had to have a, a, a greater grasp. Yeah, but if you, just going by what, what what you're both saying there, if you're actually to change the system and have a more of an emphasis on the spoken language from day one, from preschool mm. into primary school into secondary school, you the students themselves would have a better command of the language. A better command of the language means that it would be easier to read, it would be easier to write in, into the future as well. But to have that basic grasp so they can communicate with somebody in Irish and one of the things that Joe McHugh brought in when he was Minister for Education he brought in a pilot course it hasn't been extended yet COVID and everything else but hopefully it will be into the future brought in a pilot course where in primary schools some primary schools now are doing PE through Irish for example so they're communicating with each other they're having fun with each other through Irish um, and they're doing that Do you not understand the resentment that a lot of kids feel about the idea of it being compulsory which after all is you know compulsion They, 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 they resent and they don't appreciate being forced but, but to Ian, do something but, that they don't Ian, enjoy. The surveys show that, be it that some of them will have resentment, the vast majority actually enjoy the language. Well, and what about and, the kids who do have happy. the resentment, who but, did feel resentment? Again, Should they be ignored? As I say, no. And I said the group, which was well over 60% of students um, of that age were saying that Irish should be kept as a as a So that means 40% subject. think it should go. Well, it's a little bit less than 40%. But anyway, but we asked them though, well, why um, did they have a problem with Irish for Leaving Cert? And as I said, some of them said it's it's hard as a subject. Things can be done about that. Changing the system, as I've already said, more of an emphasis on spoken language, that there's no use for it. Well, there's a huge amount of uses for language for Irish now. And uh, not only be it in EU and media, there's, they're looking for um, they're looking for people in the in the healthcare services to provide services in Irish. The 20 percent recruitment that's coming in. That, the that future. kind of stuff, you know, we need it in the health service because there are a few Gaelgori who can speak perfect English 
out and refuse to because unless they get a guard, a judge, a nurse, a doctor, well, maybe if they're on death's door, they'll manage to scramble together a few words of English to communicate they have a pain in their chest. But there is that kind of badness about some people who insist on the service, even though they are perfectly competent in English. And they insist on it just no, to be they're, they're awkward. They're, but there's, you know, there's many. They're there's, cranks. There's many. There's many people who speak Irish as their first language. And when they go into situations where they need health care, they would look for the services to Irish. That would be more comfortable for them because that's their language. And you also think about kids as well. I'm raising my four children through Irish. I've been in situations where you know this they can't communicate to the health service people that have been looking after them because they don't have. Um, Irish, usually the people who are looking after them, and that I have to. But they do speak that. English as well, I presume. They're learning English, but the, and the older they get, the more English they're going to have. But you're half the frontline health workers in this country are Filipino. You're going to expect them to speak Irish. No, but the, what we do in our education system, we have control over and we can actually look after. And what we're saying, if you were to bring Irish in with this new system from preschool the whole way to third level, then you would actually encourage people to, to have more uh, of the language. Maybe, you, but the health service argument is such a red herring. You have to be honest and admit that. But why wouldn't we in third level college, for example, why wouldn't a person who's training to be a nurse or training to be a doctor, why wouldn't if they had a course they could follow if they wished to do it, if they had a course in third level where they could actually come so out of it. So you don't think that should be compulsory then? In third level, I'm talking about now at this stage, in third level now, people choose what they're going into, into their, um, into their vocation or whatever they're going to do in later life. And if you had in third level course colleges, all third level colleges, the option and the availability of a course where they could learn on the European framework again, get to that B2 level and be able to provide that service to Irish, wouldn't, why, wouldn't they, why, why wouldn't that be a good thing that they could provide their services through two languages rather than just one language? That's one of the things we have in Ireland. We're very, uh, I think it goes back to the point you made earlier, Pat, that, you know, because we have English, we are very, as a nation, we, we, we tend to say, well, that's enough. Whereas most other but, countries but would look and, and large, say, well, why not have other languages? Isn't it true, though, that by and large it is enough? Uh, it's the second language of pretty much every country that Irish people visit. Maybe, you know, in Eastern Europe, Russia would be the second, Russian would be the second language. But uh, English tends to be understood. That's why the Eurovision Song Contest, of which we will speak in a few moments yeah. time, they all okay, sing okay. in English. They don't sing in, in uh, okay. Russian or German. They sing in English. But, but that's a very, I know it's a very insular uh, No, but it's just a fact like of life. It it be, English has become the Esperanto yeah, of the but, world. But, yes. but it's very, but if you look throughout the world, though, even people who have English and have other language see having more language as being of a benefit. And there's various benefits that have from having additional languages. I'd if you have I'd, one, I'd, you I'd, can have two. To, I would have preferred to have learned Italian, particularly. That's my favourite language. Um, I would I would have put much more effort into learning Italian um, than I ever did. I mean, I just aesthetically, I'm just not mad about the Irish language anyway. Um, but I do think that it would be great if everybody had a second language. But as far as I'm concerned, that doesn't have to be Irish. I would rather, from my point of view, I would rather that it was... Uh, Okay. Italian or French. Just some of the, the uh, comments coming in. If you have to compel someone to learn a language, have you not already lost? That's a question from Hugh. Julian. No, as I say, young people are very in favour of the language, so I, I wouldn't agree with that. And you see it more and more. People are using the language and actually yeah. enjoy the language. Another one, the problem is that it's taught as a subject and not as a language. And that's probably true. Well, that's what we're getting back to, that we think it should be more conversational, the approach that we mm. have in, 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 well, in the, the, the way I was taught, and I... I 
dearly hope that they've uh, improved, and I imagine they have. Uh, the statistics show that they have improved the way it was taught. But as a friend of mine once said to our Irish teacher and got himself suspended for it, he said, I have no interest in speaking the language of poverty and submission. Yeah, but is is that not something from the past? Um, well, I hope it is. But still, again, like I, mean, I just think if you're going to teach kids a language, there are better and more relevant languages to teach. If you want to go off and learn Irish on your own time, well, then knock yourself out and do it. Great, enjoy it. But then if you want to, again, it goes back to the point I made at, at the start. If you want to make a kid hate something, and I know Julian disagrees with it, he says because 60% of the kids actually like it, that means 40% of the kids don't. No, no, they that never, said, never said they don't like it. They said that they didn't see um, Irish you know, as, as as keeping it um, a core leaving cert subject. They never said they didn't like it. Yeah. Didn't Final like question uh, to you, Julian, about uh, changing the nature of the teaching of Irish. Do we have the teachers to do that from kindergarten right the way up through second level? Teachers who themselves are competent, Osgoelga, because, you, you know, you can get your qualification. It doesn't mean that you're comfortable in primary school, for example, teaching every subject, Osgoelga. That's yeah. a fact of it. So you're, you're, you're dead right. This is a whole of education approach that we're talking about. We need to teach that uh, we need to train the teachers in the teacher training colleges better. And we need to provide the teachers that are in the system with the with the chances to learn as well and continue to learn. And that, again, goes down to the European Common Framework. Framework. If we were working towards B2 being the basic level that a person has um, and providing those access to courses, this is what they do in Wales, for example. They've given they've given free Welsh lessons to anybody under the age of 25 or anybody in the education system. Wales, for example, as well, have also got um, they've got 23 percent of their students going through Welsh medium education and they want to increase that to 40 percent. They brought in as well that Welsh mm. is compulsory well, as well. Uh, condemned in their, in their professional lives then to live in Wales. Well, that's the only place language than Irish. It, when you learn a language, it's a fantastic basis for the future for, uh, if you want to learn a third no, but language, if you're doing example, a professional qualification in a particular language that is only spoken in a small region, you are therefore condemned to work in that region. Now, maybe no, we'd you, love you, that you, for you, our doctors not, <laughs> that we keep them here. You're, not, you're not at all. I mean, if you learn the, how the, to the, be... The, the, the so-called revival of the Welsh language is paid for by the English taxpayer through Plaid Cymru. And it's, it's a, just, it's another, it's, it's a sop to try and keep the Welsh nationalists happy. It's, the, the, the Welsh is completely pointless. It's a, it's useless yeah, outside of small parts of Wales. I, yeah. But it, it does, and I mean, from my point of view, understanding Irish helps me understand place names. It, it helps me understand, uh, you know, when I go to Glendalough, I know it's uh, the Glendalough, the two lakes. I understand that and I like understanding that. I'd hate to lose it. Yeah, yeah. but... I just think learn it on your own time learn it on your own time and don't be looking for the taxpayer to force people to do it um, Irish, English, maths core leaving cert subjects what we need to do is change how we teach the language if we do that then everybody's going to have a better experience and better experiences than Ian had and maybe I had Um, but what we could do in the future is that people will enjoy the language more and they'll use the language more all right, we will leave it there. Ian O'Darty, thank you very much. Julian Despawn, uh, General Secretary of Conor Gaelga, uh, thank you very much. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9 a.m. on News Talk.